0: Good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me i hope you're well i hope all is good with you in your world i hope things are moving on well for you in your neck of the woods um yeah we're fine here in lagos nigeria a lot going on but god is helping us through it um i have never been more grateful for the presence of god in my life than i am now And I wonder, you know, I don't know whether it is old age or time of life or, you know, or (laughs) post-pandemic trauma, but, you know, when I look back at how I went through life when I was much younger, generally just relying on my own capabilities and just, you know, using God like a handbag, I'm like, wow, God was just merciful because... And I think the problem was then I had so much... I was much physically stronger I wasn't as heavy as I am right now you know so I, I had so much I had so much faith and confidence in myself and my ability to just get up and go and do things but now this faith that is carrying me you know what I mean <laughs> I, I don't have the stamina to do the kind of things that I used to do before I don't even have the will, the whatever even though now I think I'm much far more impactful than I was then Um, but now I'm 100% flying by the grace and by the ability that God gives, even for the most little things, I'm always asking God help me, help me because I just don't have the kind of uh, stamina I mean I think there's a whole lot more that I'm doing now and I think for many years I was so overworked that right now, you know, um, I I, I allow God to plan my day and order my day and the things that I give attention to because otherwise I'll just go, you know, there's just so much to be done. uh, For this phase of my life, I have waited for it for a long time and it's a phase where I don't have to get up to answer to anybody in the mornings. I have, I, 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 I can allow the day to set its own agenda. You know what I mean? I can allow God to set the agenda of my day. I'm not answerable to any you know one employing authority and people backing down my neck it's, it's a very it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a wonderful place to be <laughs> so i thank god so i so i am able to order my day according to how god makes me order it I, and um, it, it has always been a prayer of mine anyway so which is why now even when people want to give me things you know, in quotes, opportunities, in quotes, come, people think they're, like, giving me the offer of a lifetime, oh, Shola, we have this, will you come and join us, oh, this, that, that, that appointment, this, and I'm like, (laughs) in my mind, you know, I try to answer the most respectful way, but I'm like, you know, you you don't know how long I have waited for this, there's nothing you can offer me, it's not about money, I will not get myself entangled into those webs of, of, corporate politics, not talk of political politics which you know, some people are also making attempts to draw me into. You know, so let me continue to do what God is asking me to do. And you know, I support and chipping as required in know, you know on an in and out basis. But I'm not gonna come and tabernacle with you to the point where, you know, you you know, my time becomes your time. And um and, and, and actually this is what the lord said to me when i he led me to stop my um, where i was working my employment um which at the time i didn't realize how significant that action would be but he said to me i i want your time to become my time and uh, i want you there was another thing he said i think it was he said he was was it time and money i can't recall what it was wow I'd almost forgotten that he said he wanted my time and my voice not my money, time and my voice that I've almost forgotten that that iconic thing Holy Spirit, please keep that, it must not it must not depart from my mind thank you for that, so my time and my voice, those are the two things that the Lord said he wanted and when he said it to me as I was living, I even repeated it to a few people I didn't realize what he was the impact of what he was saying but um that was, I mean, even before I ever knew anything about podcasting or all of this or the entire journey that I've been on since then. So, those are the two things, actually, that I see that he's really taking on to himself. My time. My time has become his time. It's become our time. His time, really. And my voice is becoming his voice. He's honing, he's shaping, he's framing his voice in me his voice through me and it's an ongoing journey and for me i'm so grateful that he's actually delivered my time from the from (laughs) the clutches of those who had it who had had it for too long because and you know so now i'm i'm very careful because of that word that came forth and because of my understanding that and I, i need to make the point that it's what I also wanted you know God in making that word he wasn't putting me under a yoke he was actually speaking to the desires of my heart because I also wanted to be free I wanted to be free from you know this shackles you know but the finances was making it very difficult for me to to free myself and I couldn't free myself without God freeing me so God came and unlocked me freed me and delivered me from it but I think more than anything, I think where this brings me to is a reflection on who God is in my life and what he is. I just listened to one of my teachings from my, sem- my seminary teachers. I'm doing a course on biblical theology um, this session and I have lots of work to go through. I'm actually behind on a lot of the work, but anyways. So I listened to one of my favorite lecturers, um, Professor Jerry gosh His lectures so intense. But he does try to teach complex things in a simple way. So he talked about the fact that the pictures that we have of God, what picture do we have of God? And I think one of the, I think, really interesting things for me in going to seminary and what I'm learning is when I see you know, I have lectures with my lecturers and then I hear them say things that I myself have been thinking. You know, it's almost like you stumbled on, I stumbled on something and I'm like, okay, this is what the Bible says. This is what I think it's saying. It seems quite clear. He's not just, the Bible is not just saying this. he's saying this here, here, here and here. Then why is it that we're doing this, this, this and this, you know? And I'm making that comparison between what the Bible says and what we're actually practicing in faith circles, in church and all that kind of thing. And then I attend the seminary lectures. And then the guy also notes, <laughs> highlights the same things that I also noted. So he said, you know, he was, he read, um, we read today um, the book of Exodus, um, chapter 34, verse 6. And he, he was telling us about the most quoted passage in the Bible, which of course I didn't know. But it was a place where God describes himself. And he said, when God introduces himself to people, how does he introduce himself? Does he introduce himself as As all powerful, all knowing, as sovereign, as merciful, graceful, or as incompassionate. Of course, I was thinking maybe omniscient, you know, I was thinking almighty, you know, but apparently the answer he was looking for was compassionate. And actually, in the most quoted passage in the Bible, that by the Bible, that's the passage that the Bible quotes itself on most in both Old and New Testament, is Exodus 34 6. And he introduces himself to moses as the god that is compassionate that description now we also see it um, i think it's repeated in psalms it's repeated also in in hebrew in, in james or so you know so it's it, when i read it to you you know um you recognize it if you're you a fervent reader of the bible so here we go this is um exodus chapter 34 verse 4 starting from verse 5 and it says and the lord descended in a cloud stood with him there that's moses and proclaimed his name the lord then the lord passed in front of moses this was the mount sinai experience before that just before that in verse 4 moses had chiseled, chiseled out two stone tablets like the original so this is the whole um 10 commandment things i don't know if it was after the first one was broken but anyway it's um exodus 34 he went up to mount sinai as the lord had mount sinai actually not sinai mount sinai as the lord had commanded him and the Lord descended in a cloud, stood with him there, and proclaimed his name, the Lord. Then the Lord passed in front of Moses and called out, Since the Lord, the Lord God, is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving devotion and faithfulness, maintaining loving devotion to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin, yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. He will visit the iniquity of the fathers and the children and their grandchildren to the third and the fourth generations. But he introduced himself as the Lord God who is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger. That was it, compassionate, gracious, and slow to anger. And, um, Professor Jerry was asking us that, what kind of picture do many of us have in our minds about God? That God describes himself as, like a nurturing God, like a compassionate God, a gracious God, um, a caring god slow to anger he does get angry but he's slow to anger yes i can say that because obviously the kind of wickedness in the world clearly he god doesn't have anger issues at all because otherwise he should just bang his fist on the table and boom all of us just disappear you know so um he's um he's slow to anger but compassionate and he then talked about the many ways in which Many of us conceive God. He said some people see God as angry God. Some people seem like a grandfather, kind of like God. He talks about the fact that some people see God as being very distant. There was this concept that he introduced to us, which I found so fascinating because I have also reflected along that line. It's like I really belong in Bible school though <laughs> because so many things that I just randomly think about. So I didn't know that there was a name for what I have observed and I have actually talked about a lot on this podcast. Apparently it's a theological concept. It is called Christian semi-deism. Christian semi-deism. Deism is when you believe that God exists, but he doesn't really get involved in things that happen on earth. Um, so he's 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 real but he's not present. Good. Um, so he's minding his own business in heaven and you know the, the world he has left it for all of us to just do as we will. Then there's what is semi-deism, which is well god is real he's not fully 100 percent present active or involved in things on earth but he's partially so and when i get into if i'm in a crisis crisis situation i can call upon him and he will answer me so he now says that that is what seems to be a lot of what we are practicing in christianity that you see these days people pray for pray without really expecting God to intervene a lot. And I know this is not everywhere in, in many circles. We don't really expect that God when we pray for people to get healed, we don't really expect that God is going to miraculously heal them. We're rather praying that the doctors should be wise and do the right thing. We um when we when we pray for financial you know, in fact we 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 have we are doing our whole lives as though miracles, signs and wonders doesn't really happen the way it happens in the bible and we are rather for instance a lot of our efforts towards making ourselves rich is us almost recognizing that um you can't get rich except god really except other people if our god cannot miraculously okay I'm, i'm explaining this all wrong but anyways let's just say that so i think what he was saying was very true for the american church and i think also for the some parts of the mega church context in um, here in Nigeria, where even though we say we believe God, we actually don't believe Him because we 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 put men first of all we hero worship our leaders, we go to them to pray for us, we we treat God like a vending machine, you know, some, somebody that you only call up is like nine one one. I mean, you don't the only time you call nine one one is when you have an emergency. Nine one one is not the number you call to come and say how, hello. How are you? So God is like our nine one one. We only use Him in a crisis situation. So, but we do say that we're Christians and we believe in Him. But in practice, we don't. Our knowledge of God is restricted nine one one. In other words, in troubled times. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't know if this is if I'm explaining this well, but. I resonated with what he was saying because I have also noticed that that we're not really looking for intimacy with God. I think that's really where that was going, and that even though we're Christians, um what we are, what we need, what we are looking for is nine one one services. So either police protection, um, ATM service, or um, hospital, you know, service. Okay, what else? Uh, then you know, educational support. You know that's that's all this is we're just looking for helpline services so i can't pay my bills okay banking services so can you get me a loan and advance or a grant um i'm sick so hospital helpline please get me sick and um, um, healed do i need medication access to health care or however it is you can do it um protection i'm in trouble please um police um, officer get it to me so that's the way we see god we're, we're not we're not looking for a relationship we're not trying to build intimacy we are just treating him like a helpline. That depending on the nature of your problem, and you know our helplines are you have to call the specific number for whatever is wrong with you. So the 911 number, the police number, it's an emergency. You need rescue. You need help. An accident or whatever. Um, if it's the medical lines, you know it's a different sort of thing. If it's a um, banking helpline, it's a different sort of thing. And and that's how we treat God. That's how that's our that's our view. Of who God is Whereas when God introduces himself He talks about his compassion He talks about his graciousness He talks about the fact that he's slow to anger His mercy He talks about his kindness The message he's trying to say is that I can help you with life but I also want to know you. I want you to know me I want you to be like me I want you to be in me I want my words to abide in me I want you to love me Honestly, that's really what God is saying And um uh, i i thank god that i am no longer on the bless me lord path of christianity i am now on the i love you lord teach me how to love you lord path and i think that's the higher path i think it's the better path i think it's the path that makes more sense for because I believe Jesus when he says the worth of a man's life does not consist of the abundance of things that he has. I also believe that this life is but a vapor, you know, we see it. people come, they go. It's so fleeting. I also believe that I'm a stringer, stranger and a pilgrim walking through just passing through. I believe that life does not end here. And I think there is value in building my life On things that will outlive me things that will outlive this present realm the bible talks about that it says lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth or rust cannot corrupt it cannot decay it, it cannot break through and steal it but for the most part we are building investing our lives in things that are corruptible In assets that can be degraded, that can be devalued, that can be stolen. You know? And that is exactly what Jesus said we shouldn't do. That's exactly what we are told not to do. We are doing the exact opposite of what Jesus said we should do. So, I will continue to be on this journey of learning, relearning and unlearning there's a lot that i need to learn i know i would not learn everything but at least the more i learn the more i know the more i grow so i will learn new things things that i did not know before i will continue to relearn the things that i have learned that were good they were sufficient they were truthful they are of god they are pleasing to him and that i continue i need to continue to remind myself of so that i can practice it and continue to practice it and grow in the practice of it and excel in the practice of it and please god and glorify him in the practice of it and then there are some things i just need to unlearn as in really there are some things i need to unlearn as in unlearn as in unlearn reprogram my mind and junk with that thinking there's a lot of that and a lot of the time on this podcast is really about unlearning whenever i speak about some of these things that are things that I notice the difference between what the bible says and what we're doing like what I ordered versus what I got know <laughs> what I'm saying I'm not this is me pointing it out because I realize that yeah this is not what it should be and it's not me saying that I am better it's me saying oh my goodness if I'm doing this I need to stop and if I'm not doing this I must never fall into this so it's more of a cautionary note to self than any other thing just like when you read all those advices warning you about, you know, you know, um, this illness or that illness or COVID guidelines, it doesn't mean you have COVID, but it's telling you that man, there's COVID out there. It doesn't mean that you can never have COVID either, but it's telling you just be careful. Just be aware. This is what's going on down there. And even if you've had COVID before, it's also telling you this is probably how you got it. And this is what you can do to prevent yourself from being affected again. So, either way the knowledge is helpful for you, but the important thing is me assessing myself and being honest and open enough with myself to recognize that this is what the Word of God says, and what I'm currently doing is not up at par with what His Word says. So I'll just leave it at that for now. And uh, what picture of God do you have? You know, that's the question I'll ask. And what path are you on? What path are you on? I think that's something we should all reflect on. Are you on the blessed Me path? are you on the knowing god path and which of these paths do you think that god will want you to be on because the two of them i don't think there's a there's an interconnection between the two i think for as long as our hands are lifted up to god only to receive material things from him we will never know him as this god that is is described here as gracious, compassionate, slow, slow to anger, you know, all of those things, forgiving. We would never know the essence, what motivates a God to be so great, so holy, so righteous, and yet be so gracious. We wouldn't understand his motivations. We would never get to that stage. Because all we are, is just for just recipients. Not even of his mercy, not even of his love, but of of, of the things that he can give to us. I mean, really. Wow. That, That was like... (laughs) <laughs> That's like going to the most intelligent um, and wise human being on the planet and then asking for sweets. Sweets that you, can, you could have gotten from the gate man at the door. You know what I'm saying? You know, enter the palace. And then you're asking the king for sweets. You know, they will be like, really? You came all this way just to ask for that? So, but I guess it's, it's, it's really about what, we, what we've been taught. Everybody has to find out who God is for themselves. And the Bible helps us to do that. And the Holy Spirit also helps us to do that, but we have to have it's our own journey, you know what I'm saying? It's it's our own journey, everybody's relationship is personal. I mean, even for parents, siblings in the same house, you notice how each sibling has a different relationship with each parent. It's so freaky, it took me a long time to realize this. And when you tell those parents, you tell them, like, oh, this child is free, they're like, No, 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 no. Whereas, why are you denying it? It's obvious. In fact, it's actually impossible for a parent to have the same relationship with all the children because each child is different. And the connecting points are different. But what I think you try to do as a parent, if you're a loving parent, is to try to manage it. But there will be some kids that you, some of your children, that you'll be naturally more in affinity with. There there may be, you know, you have common interests, you see things the same way, you know, yeah. You know. But then what you 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 have to try and manage that. So in the same way with God, he has different relationships with, with, with everybody. So we all have to know it's not a contradictory relationship but it's different so we all have to get to know god for ourselves and god will help us on that journey but the passion has to come for us from us and even if i don't have the passion i can also ask god to help me with the passion but that desire there has to be something that god is working with and there has to be a desire to know him for who he is and not for what we can get and i think that's the paradigm shift that i think is necessary for believers who will really walk with, the God, with, with God in spirit and in truth in this modern day? It cannot be about what we want to get from God. It has to be about so much more than that. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.